Thank you for tuning in to Shift the Plan podcast, where it is never too late to change the game. I'm your host, Rhonda Evans, and here we'll be listening to stories of the everyday woman. How life just, you know, brings you a little bit of obstacles, but what matters is what you do within the shift. Thank you for joining us today. We are officially in 2019. And although the guest that'll be on the show today was recorded in 2018, I'm so excited to bring her to you. It is a brand new year. So we are shifting things up a little bit with Shift the Plan. And so I'm excited um, to bring you some vibrant new people in this second season. Yes, I said it, second season. I cannot believe that it has been a whole year since I first started out with Shift the Plan, but here we are, season two, year two of Shift the Plan, and I can't think of any other person to start this season off with but Miss Lakeisha Orr, and yes, we did record this in 2018, so please keep that in mind (laughs) when you're listening. Um, She has been my ultimate accountability partner, so It is an honor to have her on here today. She's going to be bringing some awareness about pulmonary hypertension and how this particular diagnosis could have completely set her back. But in Keisha fashion, she said, oh, heck no, I got stuff to do. So I hope you guys enjoy. And here we go with a brand new episode. Hello, Miss Keisha from Cali. Hey, Rhonda. <laughs> Look, I always love saying that because you have to make that distinction. Like, I'm Keisha and I'm from Cali. Okay? Yes. Don't be confused with those other Keishas that you know, you know, from somewhere else. Right. Keisha and from then, Cali. And then you do the other thing, Keisha with the E. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get my name messed up. <laughs> yes. Okay, we will spell it out together if we have to. Exactly. So I'm excited to have you on here because um, we initially met in the Millionaire Factory, just like Sierra. But with you, like we have, like, I really, truly feel like you have been my accountability partner. Oh, you know, I will, I will randomly call you like, Hey, Rhonda, did you do what you said you were going to do? You know, what's funny. Um, I just did an interview and the young lady on there, she said, you know, you, I just was putting stuff out there and telling people what I was going to do. And literally you hold me accountable to that every Mm -hmm. single time. It's like, no, Rhonda, did you do it? Did you, did you do what you said you was going to do in that live? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I definitely love you for that because you're like, no, we don't have time to slip up here. You said you're going to do it. I'm going to make sure you get it done. So thank you for that. Oh, I but, love you, girl. <laughs> so today I'm excited to talk about this shift because you have been like a go-getter. Like you are very ambitious. One of those people who are out here living their best life, traveling all over the place. Um, and then it came to a screeching halt. Yes. And instead of buckling, you were like, you know what? I still have work to do. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So give us a little background on you, Keisha from Cali. <laughs> well, my, my, people know? my Instagram bio says born in Compton, raised in Watts, refined at Howard University. Okay. okay. <laughs> that's the best way to sum it up. That's Keisha from Cali and uh, the Instagram bio 
very minimal characters. But yeah, I I'm a first. I'm a many things and many uh, different aspects in life in my family. You know, I'm the oldest child. Mm-hmm. I'm also the first grandchild. So I'm pretty much the guinea pig in life when it comes <laughs> to my family. So exactly. I was also the first person to go on to a four-year university. So I kind of lean into uncertainty. I'm not fearful of the unknown because I've been the guinea pig my whole life. So we're just going to see how it works out. (laughs) But uh, I spent, I spent my undergraduate years at Howard. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I didn't know where I wanted to live. You know, a lot of people just go back home after college or they just stay where they went to college. Mm -hmm. But I've met so many dope people from so many dope places I just wanted to explore. So I I took a lot of time and wanted to visit some other major cities Mm -hmm. in the U.S. But instead of going and visiting for two weeks, I was like, I'm just going to move there for two years. Because that (laughs) way I get to really engulf myself in the culture. You know, I can get to find out all the cool spots, all the best food, figure out how the parking and the traffic is. So I know if I want to come back or not. Okay. (laughs) Right. Like, okay, let me just let me just linger yes. in this random city. <laughs> yes. And a lot of times I would move somewhere and not even not even know for real for real what I'm gonna do when I get there. I just I've just oh always God. been very confident in my abilities to figure it out. Like I'll be okay. I'll figure it out. You know and, what? It's funny that you say that because oftentimes when we've had conversations, you'll say that. You'll be like, Oh, I'll figure it out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'll just I'll figure it out I don't know I love it I love it so okay you have moved to these different cities um by yourself so you didn't know necessarily other people that live there right right which is scary but anyway <laughs> I know I know do you do that? Like, it's not what? advisable you guys you shouldn't do this <laughs> yeah I okay for instance let's take New York so I moved to New York and I was like I don't know where to go in New York. So, yeah, I'm a 20-something-year-old. I'm listening to the rap songs, and I know all the cool people are from, like, Brooklyn or the cool people are from Queens. So I moved to New York, and I did a year in Queens and a year in Brooklyn to figure out which I like best. I lived in Chicago for two years on the south side. Okay. I lived... Michelle um, Obama. <laughs> yes, in South Shore Drive. Yep, South Shore um, area of Chicago. I also lived in San Jose because I wanted to see what the Bay was like. I went to San Diego and I feel like I'm, oh, of course, DC, the DC area. I lived there too. And a lot of times this is, this is how much I didn't really know what I was doing, Rhonda. I would pick a city and I would just put stuff in my trunk, in my car, and then just drive there. Wait, wait. I, I drove. Like, I'm just going to live out of this truck and this car. Because like, I'm like, I'm- at least if I have a car, I can find a job, I can get to the job, I can make some money, then everything else will fall in place. But I need okay, I need the car. Minute, I need the car. You, wait a minute, wait a minute. So when you were moving to these <laughs> places, you didn't have a job or a place mm-hmm. to stay necessarily? That's correct. Oh I know it sounds crazy. Girl, it you, sounds crazy, but it happened. You are the capital, you are the embodiment of fearless. Okay, cool. Hats off to you because I don't know if I could do it, 
But honey, look, we see that you are alive and well and kicking and thriving. <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> but you know what? One of the things I would have to say, I think added to the success of being okay, is because I always kept an open mind. And so I was flexible. I'm very flexible. I'm very adaptable. So the jobs that I had have been like clear across the spectrum. I was doing sales and marketing in New York. And then I got to Chicago and I found myself as an administrative assistant at Mercy Hospital, you know, and then I'm in the hospital and, you know, so I just, I kind of stay flexible and adaptable and you couple that with being able to figure it out and being fearless and everything works out. It does. It just works works out. out. It makes mm-hmm. sense. So you were a nomad, basically. Yes, yes. <laughs> I have a bit of a nomadic spirit. This is true. Living any and everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and enjoying it. Like, I'm pretty sure you met some really cool people. You've uh, been to probably some really great restaurants that you probably could tell people, like, hey, this yes. is where you need to go. Um, I had some good experiences. Anyone but I want to keep... Out? Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I want to keep it real, though, with the listeners, okay? It wasn't all peachy keen because I don't know how this worked out in this manner, but every place I went, winter got progressively colder and I wasn't ready because the first time I left Cali, I went to DC and that was my first like winter ever. Mm -hmm. And I remember days I was just praying for it to be 50. Like, please Lord, just let it be 50 tomorrow. (laughs) I could get through if it's just 50 something. And then after that, I ended up in New York and New York is way colder than DC. And then I ended up in Chicago, living on the lake. Why? Like, but why though? <laughs> because because I was a girl, and I said, "Ooh, I don't want to live in Chicago unless I can see Lake Michigan from my house." But then I didn't think about winter and mm-hmm. uh, the lake effect, and it's colder there. So yes. you know, there were some rough patches, aka winter, throughout my journey. But all I in all, all in all, it, it was great. It was great. Yeah. I totally feel your pain. Mm-hmm. I'm from Michigan, so hey. Yes, you know. No winters for me. I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay, what, now you've done all this traveling, you're like, okay, I mean, you were probably on your way to your next location, right? <laughs> yes. Your I, next stop, and then you had a shift. I had a trip booked to Belize, and. Oh my gosh. Like, ticket Wait paid a minute, for... were you going to live there? Or you just was going to vacation? I don't know. I can't say for sure, but I, I only bought a one-way ticket. Oh. That's what I will say. I bought a one-way ticket to Belize, and I was going to go and, you know, see how I felt, figured it out, whatever, see what happened. But I actually got diagnosed with pulmonary hypertension in July of 2017. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> The way this even came about, which is crazy, it's just a testament to who I am and the fact that I'm a mover and a shaker. My my feet had like like swells so big. Mm-hmm. You know how you think of like a pregnant woman with big swollen mm-hmm. feet and it's hard to walk. So I just woke up one day and my feet were really swollen. I didn't know why. And I just carried myself on to work. And my manager was like, that that's not normal. Like you're too small for your feet and your ankles to be that big right now. Like, are you feeling? And I'm, I'm just a person who just pushes through no matter what. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and this came after small backtrack. This came after I fainted at work. At this point in my life, 
(laughs) at this point in my life, I was in real estate and I was showing a property and I remember being in the kitchen area with a couple, you know, talking about the granite countertops and the appliances. And I felt myself getting really, I got really hot all of a sudden and I got a little dizzy. And so I went to politely excuse myself and say, you know what, I'm going to catch some air. I'm going to step outside for a second. Please have a look around. And they're like, oh, okay. And so I remember heading to the door and then I remember waking up on the floor and the lady was like, and, and she had a panic look on her face and she gave me some water and I'm like, what happened? She's like, you fainted. You didn't even make it to the door. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, thank you for your help. And they helped me up. And I'm like, so what do you guys think of the place? Like, oh, it's great, <laughs> right? And they're like, like, lady, you just, you, you just fainted. <laughs> and then you're going to come to and try to close this sale. Like, that's me. And I went back to the office. I didn't even tell anyone until the close of business. I'm like, oh, by the way, I fainted earlier. And they're like, what? You fainted? I'm like, yeah, it's okay. You know, it's okay. I, I, you know, I woke up and I'm, I'm good. So continue to work the rest of that shift. And then maybe a couple of weeks later, I came in with the swollen feet. And my manager was like, mm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you to the hospital. I'm going to take you to the emergency room. And I know you, so I'm going to wait until you're admitted before I leave. Like, I'm not going to just drop you off. She stayed and waited with me. And so I was admitted to the hospital in July and they diagnosed me with pulmonary hypertension. And like, I had no idea what that was. I'd never even heard of it let a, until someone was telling me that I had it. So I'm on Google and I'm reading uh, what the, you know, what I found, which isn't a lot of information, very limited mm. information. I made a post recently on my Instagram about, I took screenshots of the actual article that I read when I was getting diagnosed. Because mm-hmm. November is Pulmonary Hypertension Awareness Month. So I want to mm-hmm. do my part to increase awareness as well. But it was saying all types of crazy stuff. And I, at that point, new to me, I couldn't recognize the symptoms as being symptoms. I just, I just thought, you know, I'm doing too much. I have a tendency to do the most. You know, it's okay. It's, <laughs> it's in my nature to do the most. I'm just doing too much. I just need to chill for a second. But it actually got worse. And I often say that God had to sit me down. Like I was missing the signs because I could have had this for years. And I was just missing the signs until he just had to sit me down. Like, Keisha, stop. Okay. Stop it. Stop. I'm like, are you sure? So after, <laughs> after uh, that was July, I got diagnosed. And then I was back in the hospital in September and then I was back in the hospital in October I was back in the hospital in December and I actually brought in the new year of 2018 in the hospital oh wow! so this was a lot happening in a very condensed period of time and then I had to get the Hickman line placed in my chest and my pump and you know a lot happened in a very short very short time frame to really this is going to take some real shift. This is a real shift. You can't be passe about this. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I brought in the new year in the hospital. And during that time, last time from December to January, I started experiencing some memory loss. And I didn't know because every day is the same in the hospital. You wake up, you somebody calls, somebody comes to visit. But the nurses were actually the ones who were noticing the memory loss first. Hmm. So the nurses were noticing that I was confusing the days and the hospital, a lot of times the days run together, but I Mm -hmm. would think that something happened yesterday 
and would have happened like a week ago. So Okay, so now you're in the hospital mm-hmm. and um, the nurses started to uh, recognize that you were having some memory loss. So talk to us about that. Yes, it was so weird. I, I can't even think of like, you know, a better word to describe it because I didn't notice it. You know, it felt normal. Like I would mention like, oh, you know, yesterday you came by and we talked about this or I ate that or whatever the case may be. And the nurses were like, Lakeisha, that was like four days ago. Like, I know what you're talking about, but that was like four days ago. Wow. Yeah. And so anything that I could remember felt like yesterday, mm-hmm. but it could have been a week ago Wow, that it actually happened. So I was losing a lot of short-term memories. My Thank God, my long-term memories weren't affected. Mm-hmm. You know, I could remember something that happened, you know, 10 years ago, no problem from living here, living there, whatever. But everything that I could remember felt like it just happened yesterday. Wow. So, so explain to our listeners a little bit about what pulmonary hypertension is because is it, I know, I don't know a whole lot about it, but just mm-hmm. hearing this, that small piece right there, it's like, wow, you know, who, I didn't know that it could affect, you know, your memory and stuff like that. So I'm not the doctor, <laughs> but the way that makes sense to me to communicate it to people who love me and care about me is this. So this is the best, you know, way that I uh, describe it. So there's an artery. The pulmonary artery carries the blood from your heart to your lungs. Mm -hmm. And for a lack of a medical explanation, for me, it's clogged. Okay? Mm -hmm. So it's clogged with junk and gook or whatever. And so it makes it harder for the blood to flow through the artery from the hump, the heart into the lungs. Mm -hmm. So because it's, it's so clogged and it's hard for the blood to flow freely, the blood pressure builds up. Mm -hmm. Because it, you know, so... Pulmonary hypertension essentially is high blood pressure in my lungs. Mm. So it makes it hard for me to breathe. That's why I was like fainting and passing out. Um, and so now I have, I'm on a medication called Velletri that's administered through the pump. Mm-hmm. And so if you see a photo of me on Instagram, I have a little like hole in my chest. Mm-hmm. And that's how the, med- the medication gets administered directly into me and it basically helped to dilate that pulmonary artery so that the blood can flow easily so it can flow freely and so I can breathe freely and uh, I haven't been having many episodes of you know syncope or fainting and I've been doing much better all in all I'm doing much better so what what city were you in when this took when this happened were you back in California I was I was in California okay okay so Mm -hmm. Um, now this is occurring you're in the hospital so now you're at a point at what point where they're like okay you're stable enough to go home but here's what's going to happen now when you go home oh right away so my doctor you know cleared me to leave the hospital but he was like sweetheart you cannot live alone and this is even before I got the pump put in Mm -hmm. which was in October so I got diagnosed in July and in September, in September, when I went home from the hospital in September, they gave me oxygen. So the very next day, the company came 
and deliver the oxygen concentrator, the machine, the tubes I take with me. You know, like you see the old people in the notes, I was them. You know, so that's why sometimes I joke and I say I'm a grandma because I can relate most likely to your grandmother more than I can the 30 year old, 40 year old person. And uh, the oxygen, thankfully, I didn't need it for a long period of time. And I was able to, to get off the oxygen with the help of getting the pump put in and being able to have, you know, minimal issues breathing now. Oh, wow. So, okay, so at this point, where you are, prior to this happening, so at that point, you were living alone. So now the doctor is like, you cannot live by yourself. No. What happened? Um, so I had to move back in with family mm-hmm. because I'm not married. I don't have a bae. I don't have a husband. Take care of me, Rhonda. I don't have any kids to love me. <laughs> so I actually had to move back home with my, you know, with my parents and my you know, siblings, and they were a huge, huge help. I'm so thankful that this happened while in California and I had that support because like we kind of alluded to earlier, when I'm in all these other cities, I don't I don't have family there. And right away they put me on the no fly list. So because the blood pressure in my lungs is already high, being in a high level of altitude, like on a plane, would make it even more difficult for me. And oh my gosh. I think my doctor sensed the fact that I'm a risk taker and sometimes I'm ready to risk it all. So he told me, I don't know if he scared me straight or what, but he told me, he said, Lakeisha, if you get on a flight to go to DC, New York, anywhere, when you land, you're going straight to the emergency room. Wow. You're going to fly, you're going to fly 3,000 miles to go to another hospital. That's it. So I was scared straight. I was like, okay, I'm not going. I'm not going to go anywhere. Because I'm going to stay here. I said that to you, you probably would have been like, I'll be okay. I have this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'll be fine. That's just going to happen to me. I'll be okay. So now you can't work. You couldn't nope. live by yourself. Um, nope. You're on this medication. You have this machine attached to you. So yeah. what was the quality of your, now I'm not going to say quality of your life, but what shift changed to like what was your new normal my new normal (laughs) felt like it felt like a mental prison because I would wake up every day Mm -hmm. I wouldn't really have much to do naturally I don't watch much television because I'm always like out and about and here and there and so I would wake up, I'd eat, I'd watch TV, do much of nothing, you know, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'd go to sleep and I'd wake up and I'd forget <laughs> that, you know, like I would forget. And so the, this year has felt so long in a sense because mo- majority of it felt the same day to day. But then at, on the other hand, this year has gone by so fast because... I couldn't remember most of it. I can't remember what happened, you know. So that was, you know, one of the bigger adjustments was just being still and doing nothing. But the way my ambition is set up, I'm way too ambitious to sit at home every day doing nothing. Yeah. So at what point did you say, okay, this is my situation. Mm -hmm. However, I need to... There needs to be another shift here because this cannot be what my day to day will be forever. 
So what happened? Once my memory got a little better where I could kind of remember, well, I think anyway, (laughs) where it felt like I was remembering, you know, two or three days consecutively, Mm -hmm. and I'm realizing that I'm sitting here doing nothing all day, that's when I was like, oh, no, we have to come up with something. And this may have been around May. Mm-hmm. maybe around May. So I got out of the hospital in January, yeah, probably about May. And I started looking for things that I could do online because mm-hmm. the way society is set up today, if you have a good internet connection and a laptop, you can get some things done. Okay. So, right. So I didn't have the foresight to start a podcast or anything, Rhonda. Kudos <laughs> to you, though, okay? You're doing that it. That would have been ideal for you. You're doing it, though. <laughs> but... I I got into becoming a virtual assistant. Mm-hmm. And for me, this fit because I'm still as passionate, I'm still as ambitious, as intelligent as I've always been. I just can't work for someone else. Right. But even in an employee-employer relationship, I was always at the top. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm getting awards for this and that. They're giving me keys to the building. Okay, yeah. bonuses. <laughs> So I just wanted to give that same level of commitment to excellence to entrepreneurs, to friends, to to the small business mm-hmm. that I was giving to corporate America. And I started by sliding in some DMs from some of my <laughs> Howard friends. Like, hey, girl, I see you're working on this and you're trying to put together that or, you know, let me help. And based on just what they knew about my character or being at Howard, Mm-hmm. They would kind of say, oh, okay, I do need some help. And so that kind of was my taste of being a virtual assistant. And then when so many things went well and people were referring me within the little small network that we have, mm-hmm. well, I can do this for real, for real. You know, real. Like, this, is this real can business. be, <laughs> this is a real business opportunity here. And so then I went through the foundations of creating an actual business, you know, LLC, business bank account. You know, um, I have the plan to scale, to bring on other virtual assistants and clients, the whole operating procedures, project management tools. Like, I am legit now. I'm you legit. are. But here's the funny thing, just a side caveat that you may personally know or may not know. I started working on my website, I think maybe in July, let's say. Mm-hmm. And then I forgot that I was working on my website. <laughs> I, I, like, one day I was going through some tabs and I was like, what is it? Oh, oh, I was working on a website. I forgot. Oh, and wow. I was like, let me finish this now. Let me just finish this. So I don't even know when I started. No, I think I did start in July and I may have forgotten and stepped away from it for like two or three days, which are way too many with my memory issues. And then when I finished it, I went live and I launched August 20th. I do remember that. Yes, your website is so awesome. I love the colors. I love how bold it is, how straight to the point it is. Like, it is so a reflection of you. I really (laughs) appreciate you saying that because of your background, that's the best news I've heard all day. Oh, I'm glad. (laughs) Thank you. And it's like, this fit for you because you are very ambitious. You're very organized. You are one of those I get it done type of a people. Uh, yes. People. Thank you. And so this naturally is a good fit for you, for you to do that for people. And so now you have this, you realize, okay, I need some income. <laughs> I can't just mm-hmm. sit here. 
I'm gonna start this business. And so you went the first the non-traditional route because you know you have that community from Howard. And yes. So you reached out to that community and start. I'm good for sliding a DM. I'm right. good for sliding in a DM. I don't care. I don't care. Oh gosh. Well, hey. see now people have stepped <laughs> up their game now because yes. people have put their emails in their bios now like they should have mm-hmm. been doing because I will tell you it's so many people I went to go reach out to and I was like what, what is your email <laughs> like, right your email. but everybody gets a dm message Why yeah. everybody Why? gets it and they even if they say no dms in their bio they will read them because we're curious human beings naturally curious so yes and you get tired of that little notification button sitting there bubble sitting there so yes, you're gonna me. go check it and long as you, you come correct and you're not talking crazy, you increase your odds of getting a response. So how did that work? Well, okay, so now you were like, okay, I can, I have consecutive days that I'm remembering everything, so mm-hmm. my memory loss isn't bad. So what type of systems do you put in place just in the event something was to occur? Something like forgetting or something uh-huh. like getting a client? Forgetting. Oh, I have whiteboards for days. I have whiteboards for days. So I just like to just write things down on a whiteboard and I'll see them. Or a lot of times um, my friends like you will hold me accountable. So I'm very transparent and I'll tell people what I'm working on or what I'm doing. And so the same way I'll call you and say, hey, Rhonda, did you do that thing you said you were going to do? People will reach out to me and they'll be like, hey, did you, you know, what happened to, what are you working on for LOVA? Like what's going on? And so that'll just trigger the memory if there was something that I was forgetting. Yes, because let me tell you, even though you haven't done this yet, I'm still a firm believer that you need to be a pitch coach on how to pitch <laughs> Thank your you. business, your program, your brand. Like You have to tell the people why you're saying this. Oh, of course. So let me tell you, I met Keisha from Cali. <laughs> In the millionaire fa- in the millionaire factor, which um you heard about in a previous episode with Ivy Wells, and if you haven't My heard boo. it, go back and listen to it. Look at some <laughs> Ivy. And so we are in this community with one another, and so Ivy used to do these weekly videos. So we all have different expertise and different you know skills in different areas, and so we were like, well, why don't we do webinars on? what we are skilled in doing what's our expertise and so in Keisha fashion I'll go first I'll do it right <laughs> fearless. fearless lean it lean into uncertainty the real trick is if I go first I set the tone and so I can't be the worst person because there was no one better than me because I started it because so I it may go up first. afterwards but in this moment I'm doing all right exactly because it has to go up from there right <laughs> right there's no uh, one to compare me to so I can't do terrible you set the tone though like when I tell you you came with it and it was like okay I don't have this fancy you know these uh presentations but what I do have is these whiteboards you know it <laughs> you know it and you got on a whiteboard and you kind of like and you broke things down to like it was so simplified. Anybody could have taken the notes from that and applied it to their business or their brand and ran with it. And so from that point on, I've been calling you the pitch coach. Like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I just got to figure it out. You know. Like, yes, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. <laughs> I receive that, though. I receive it. Yes. So, like, it, 
it was natural for for that to happen but so now you have the business so tell us a little bit what how that works now so you have this diagnosis and now you're running a business and being a business owner sometimes can be a tad bit stressful Mm -hmm. does that have an impact on um your diagnosis not that i'm aware of and now that you said that i may i may keep this on the low for my doctors before they try to stop me (laughs) What do you do? Nothing. You hear from I'm, not doing, I'm not doing anything. I just sitting at home doing nothing. No. <laughs> but, you didn't hear from me, Doc. Okay. I I actually handle stress very well. I I don't get flustered very no. much. So I don't I think it's okay. I'm managing it. As long as I can remember what I was supposed to do, it's getting done. That that's it right there. Right. You say that you're going to do something, and then you do it, and I you do. execute it. And I love that about you because most Thank people you. will say, "Well, are naturally procrastinators." I I'm not even gonna lie. I'm a bit. Uh-huh. I am a procrastinator. Well, you've so. come through for me, so I feel special. Because <laughs> when I need, I need that Rhonda Evans expertise. She is, she is there for me, honey. Oh, I'm so glad. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That is not my experience. Look, I maybe I procrastinate on myself. That's probably what it is. I, I procrastinate on myself. And that's that's something that I cannot do anymore. But here lately, I'm like, no, I gotta be like Keisha. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I gotta be like Keisha. So what is um explain to the people, because they may not know. What is L O V A? And you just call you just spell it out, but every time I see it, it's like, yes, lover. That is awesome. I love it. <laughs> you see, sometimes I'm creative and sometimes I'm just straight to the point, like you mentioned earlier. So L O V A is literally just the initials for Lakeisha or virtual assistant. That's Boom. it. That's but it. I get I hear people say lover. I hear people say lova. And I it, as long as you spell correctly, we don't have any issues. Okay. I think on one of the pages I signed it like your lova or your lover. However you read it, I'm yours. Okay. I'm yours. I'm yours. <laughs> okay. So you've mm-hmm. now you're um created this virtual assistant brand. What has been your experience in business doing that so far? You know what's really interesting and I'm loving it it's a realization that I had to come to and I feel like it's now my duty to spread Mm -hmm. to others entrepreneurship is marketed to us like a one man or one woman Mm -hmm. show Mm -hmm. you know like I I'm an entrepreneur I do this I do that I do it all myself and my message is just because you can do it all yourself doesn't mean you should do it all yourself it doesn't make you any less of an entrepreneur any less of a businessman or businesswoman to have Mm -hmm. some help and so with LOVA and being a virtual assistant I get to give and provide that support for Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs but sometimes it's a struggle to get them to realize that Mm -hmm. they need it so that's sometimes it comes from the from the one-on-one conversations like sweetie you need Mm -hmm. some help you only have 24 hours in the day but if you let me help you, that's your secret to buying more hours, buying more time, getting mm-hmm. more done. It's by allowing someone else to come in and help you. And because I come from a place of, you know, doing the most, <laughs> wanting to excel, uh, having this high goals, 
star standard. I provide high quality work and high quality support. And so sometimes I like to joke and tell people like, I'm your virtual business partner. Okay. That's how I want you to think of me. I don't want you to think of me some little secretary who you're going to give some, you know, minuscule tasks to that anyone can do. No, you use me because I'm here. I'm here for you. But uh, that's really been my experience is just getting people to realize that it's okay to Mm -hmm. ask for help or to have help. Although it's your show and it can still be your show. So that's been my experience. I love that. You said, I'm your virtual business partner. I come from a um, customer service background. And one of the things that mm-hmm. I always used to express all the time, like, you know, this is a partnership. I'm work- We're working together yes. to reach this end goal. So I love that you yes. qualify, you, you know, say that I'm your virtual business partner. I'm not an assistant. I'm not a glorified mm-hmm. secretary. We're partners in this because I want to do the best right. for you and whatever it is. So... So while I am well aware that you can go get some somebody in the Philippines for $7 an hour, okay, that's not of work and results and effort getting from LA. That goes back to the saying, you get what you pay for. So <laughs> you get what you pay for. Exactly. So you could go over there. However, you will not get the level of work that they will get with LOVA. Okay. So ne- that is a fact. <laughs> that is a fact. Hash, uh, exclamation point, period. Okay. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, okay. So we were talking earlier today and I thought that this was absolutely genius. So even if you are ready, I'm putting it out here. Cause I think it's awesome. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm excited. Let's do it. Let's just do it. Fearless. You know, cause once it's out there, then I have to figure it out and make it happen because that's who I, that's who I am. Right. So, so we gonna figure it out. So we were talking earlier today. It's like, you know, in the beginning of LLVA, you were so um, focused on the business owners, you know, entrepreneurs and things mm-hmm. like that. But then you realize there are people, um, everyday people like you and I who have households, who have children, who have jobs, and they can't figure it all out and they can't get it all done. And they need some sort of assistance too. So why not lean your expertise onto the everyday person? And I thought that that was genius, like figuring out meals for the week, you know, children and family schedules, because I forget stuff all the time. And my kids fussed at me about it. I'm like, I forgot. Okay. You got to keep telling me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> if I had an LOVA who had all this stuff going yes. into my calendar with all of these reminders, I would probably never forget anything. So how do you think that that will help kind of shift your business? Okay, so now you were saying how you um, can help everybody. So now you can help the business owner, you can help the mom, the busy mom. Shoot, you can even help the um, stay-at-home dad these days. <laughs> you can help everybody. Yes. Uh-oh. Yeah, and that's about. again other people who want to be virtual assistants so now I can you know provide so ultimately it's just about being able to serve people yes I think that that part is so important to be able to expand your talents and your skills to other people 
And so more people get to, you know, have that experience because like you said, just because you can do it all doesn't necessarily mean that you should do it all. Exactly. So I love that, um, that platform and what that means ultimately means. So I'm glad that you were able to bring awareness on, um, pulmonary hypertension because I don't think that most people either know anyone who's going through it like when you think about that you think of you know minimal things like it's not going to you know shift your life into a whole different direction whereas with you mm-hmm. like it completely changed the the basis your what you knew is your normal it completely changed it right so now you are you know, on the no-fly list, but we are claiming that <laughs> next year yes. you'll be put back on the fly list now. But don't be going over to Belize, getting a one-way ticket. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> okay. I got to see if they're going to if they're gonna give me any kind of credit for that or not. No? Mm. Just stay here. I'll just stay here. Just stay okay. here. Get, you know, go somewhere that's like an hour flight. <laughs> so, you know, no. Even if I came to you, it wouldn't be an hour flight. Well, that is that's nowhere. Okay. Well, Okay, maybe four at the most. Okay. Four at the cool. most. And you still couldn't come to Charlotte because what is that, like a six-hour flight? Unless I do the, the late night, the red eye. The red eye's pretty quick. Sometimes. You, you can shave an hour or two off. <laughs> so we're going to limit it to that. No overseas international trips. We're not going to do that. That's too much too soon. So what we're going to do now is this like this round that I like to call the time capsule where you can kind of like put in there your tips, your nuggets, your gems for other people to go back and revisit. Okay. Okay. So we're going to do this round called time capsule. And in this round, we're going to just, you know, leave any tips, nuggets, and gems. So that way the next person can pick it up and see and be rewarded with everything that you've left behind. Okay. Okay. Okay, so number one, what advice would you give to your younger self? Knowing what I know now, I would say travel. Travel as much as you can. Explore places, explore cities, you know, spend time with the people that you love and that just fills your spirit and do as much of it today and don't put it off until tomorrow. Mm, That's a good one because tomorrow is not, you never know what comes day to day. Mm -hmm. You never know. Um, number two, what keeps you sane throughout all of this? Because I know that this has been a lot of ups and downs for you. So what keeps you sane and grounded? Honestly, it's being able to make light of things, you know, <laughs> instead of wallowing at the fact that I'm stuck in California, I can't fly anywhere. I just make light of it by saying I'm on the no fly list and I'm doing what I can to get off of it. So just keeping a, a spirit of, of humor and lightness with paired with my optimism gets me through well honey i wouldn't be so bad about being stuck in california i mean it's a pretty dope place to be and it's 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 hella big so i can drive seven hours and be in a completely different environment go up to napa or whatever the case may be up to the bay so yeah so they're not too bad to be stuck but i get you i feel you (laughs) number three what tools have helped you the most in um you know just day to day or even just with starting your business i have just come across and fell in love with monday.com monday.com is my project management tool and it helps me to you know keep all of my tasks organized 
came across a new project management tool called monday.com and I fell in love with it because it helps me to keep everything organized but it's so pretty and color coordinated and it gives me a lot of flexibility to kind of make things work for me the way you know I would like them to Mm -hmm. and above everything else their customer service is amazing if you Mm -hmm. email them it's their policy to respond to your email within 10 minutes so yes and they're they're fantastic the customer service is fantastic they give little trainings on you know what what else you could do with this program and they give you templates and it's so customizable uh to whatever it is that you want to use it for so monday.com is definitely clutch for LOVA. Okay. I will definitely go to link that in the show notes. So if you have an affiliate link, please send it to me. So, you know, okay. we get you paid. Let's and do we it. People Let's on. do it. <laughs> I love them for real, though. They're dope. <laughs> they are. I'm going to have to yeah, definitely check them out. Um, number four, if you could pass the torch to the next up and coming entrepreneur, who would it be? Oh, that's a good one. The next up and coming entrepreneur. Does it matter like the field or anything mm-hmm. like that? Nope. I would say my little sister. My little oh. sister is so dope. She's a photographer. She went to the mm-hmm. Art Institute and she loves to photograph babies, like newborn babies, and she likes oh. toddlers. So I like to go with her to get like props and, and things mm-hmm. like that. But if I could pass the torch to anyone to get them out of their, their regular nine to five, she has a good mm-hmm. one though. She works with Life Touch. They take all the school pictures. Like your kids are in school, probably Life Touch takes their their uh, annual school photo. But mm-hmm. if I could pass the torch to entrepreneurship for anyone, it would be her. You know so that she can kind of branch out on her own and not really feel confined to working the corporate structure because mm-hmm. she has the skills and the talents honey she definitely well, has that we're gonna put we're gonna put little sister on and so definitely um give me her handle on instagram so we can link okay. that in the show notes as well definitely it's memories made by maya love that <laughs> and it, her website is memories made by maya.com I love that, especially since I was always a fan. Like when my kids were little, um, they both have the Ann Getty babies um, uh, photo albums and stuff. Because mm-hmm. so, I thought that her photographs was just amazing. So, yes, yeah, I love that. I'm her unofficial art director. You know, self promoted. <laughs> right there we go. We got to put it out there. Put it out there so the you people know. can know. <laughs> yes. Okay. We're a two for one package. You book her for a shoot. I'm showing up too. Right, you get both of us. <laughs> yes, I love her though. That is dope. I like that. Um, and then number five, what are you most thankful for throughout all of this? I am most thankful for the love and support of family and friends around me. I have been through an incredible story, an incredible journey from start to finish. But I would not have been able to do any of it without dope people around me and in my corner. That is so important. Having that support system, having that community of people that are just rallying around you for you to be your best at all yes. times. I think it's so, so important. So and I, I'm glad. I feel like that's why I try to take on that role myself for others, because mm-hmm. I really understand how impactful it is. 
to just yeah. have good people and good help and support and love around you. So tell us, how can we find our own LOVA? Okay. <laughs> so the website is www.lova.business. Mm-hmm. And you can find me anywhere, anywhere in the world if you spell Keisha correctly, okay? <laughs> I'm Keisha from Cali on every platform, and the E does not go by the I for me, okay? My I's at the end by the A. So let's spell this out together. It's K-E-S-H-I-A from Cali, F-R-O-M-C-A-L-I, everywhere. That was actually my AIM name. Funny, funny story, okay? The AOL Instant Messenger. If you still have access to AOL Instant Messenger, you can find me at Keisha from Cali on AIM. Okay, maybe even Black Planet. I don't know. I don't remember. Girl, that was a real throwback. I don't remember. Oh, I have some very interesting stories about Black Planet. But anywho. (laughs) But yeah, I'm so glad that you joined us. Like, you brought some awareness to um, pulmonary hypertension. Just, you know, what that could really look like for someone going through that. And, you know, being so resilient and still saying that even though this was supposed to be a setback, it totally Mm -hmm. wasn't. It catapulted me into my shift and I'm making my own lanes now. Yes. Thank you for having me. You know, I love you to death. I just love your spirit. I can't get enough of Rhonda D. Evans, okay? But, yeah, I I appreciate you bringing me on. I appreciate you doing it. So, you guys, I will link all of Keisha's information down into the show notes so you can get connected with her. And even if you have questions about this particular diagnosis, you know, you may know someone and you may not know how to be the best support for them. So, even if you have questions... You know, you can put it in the review and we can get it over to Keisha or the information, like I said, will be in the show notes and you can get directly to her um, to shed some more awareness on um, this particular diagnosis. So thank you, Keisha, for joining us on Shift the Plan. Um, This will be posted over the next few weeks. So if you are not a subscriber, definitely subscribe so you do not miss this L-O-V-A in in her story, Miss Keisha from Cali. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye.